Last week, we started a message, experience with God. Did you listen to it? If you didn't, please, please go to our website and listen to this message. You need to listen because today is the second part. <laughs> but you are going to be blessed receiving this message. But please, if you didn't listen, go to our website, to our YouTube channel and listen to it. And our message since the beginning of the year have been leading up to our annual fasting, which will be from 31st of January to 20th of February. Wow. <laughs> we are going to fast. Can you say amen? amen. <laughs> yeah. Then we want to challenge everyone here to fast for these 21 days. The challenge for these 21 days is to give up some meals you decide two or three times a week or maybe once a week you are going to decide skip some lunch and dinner for example and eat just vegetables uh, and, and fruits and water this is the challenge okay but you are going to pray and you are going to decide how you are going to fast can you say amen yeah. hallelujah God is calling this church have this 21 day fasting every year I'm going to fast many days drinking water in these 21 days I know God is going to move among us amen yeah. and I, am, I want to challenge you because because God is calling us to pray and fast. When, we, when you have a fasting and prayer life, you will have experience with God. Amen? When you pray and fast. And today God will continue to speak to you on what I started or he, God started last week. Amen? And then the message today is experiences with God. But firstly, we need to clarify the following. Our faith is not based on experiences, right? Our faith is not based on experience. Our faith is based on the word of God. The word of God, the Holy Bible. Why? Because we walk by what we believe, not but what we see. This is what the Bible says. We walk but what, what, we, be, what we believe, what is written in this book. Or we are not driven by experience only. And also God doesn't need to prove it to anyone that he exists. God doesn't need to prove. You don't need to have an experience to believe in God. I have been, God has given me many experiences. But I don't need this experience to believe in God. Because the world or everything that exists is the proof that there is a God, a powerful God. Do you believe that? Everything that were created show that we have a powerful God. When you look to this world, this earth, and you see waters on the top, waters above, you see this tw in 24 hours, the, the earth rotating very in a nice way, in, with the right time, 24 hours. And, and then you are going to see there is one powerful God that is holding this world in his hands. Can you say amen? amen. And also, Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, without faith is impossible to please God. 
then it's not because of the experience that we believe in God. We need faith, and without faith, it's impossible to believe God. And also, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, What is faith? Let's read out together. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about we do not see. We do not see, but we believe. If you want to please God, you need to believe without physical proof. Amen? Whoever, whoever, when we believe and start developing a life with God, when you born again, when you have one encounter with Jesus, wow, then experiences start in our lives. And I have many experiences to tell you that happened in my life. But first, you need to have this encounter with him. You need to give your heart. You need to repent from your sin. You need to say sorry to God. You need to abandon your life of sin. And you need to return to your God. Then, a life of miracle are going to start your life. Jesus said, If you believe... If you believe, you see the glory of God. You don't need to see. But if you believe, you will see. <laughs> I believe by faith. But as soon as I, I believe, then we are going to start seeing things. And God's going to reveal things for us. No one needs to see it to believe. We believe by faith in God in His Word. But after believing, pay attention, after believing, Jesus said that we, we would see the glory of God. Okay? After you believe, you are going to see the glory of God. Say that to the person next to you. After you believe... You are going to see the glory of God. Jesus said that. Not Pastor Márcio. Amen? God's desire is to use us to manifest His glory. Pay attention. God's desire is to use us to manifest His glory. God wants to use you to save the lost. God wants to use you to heal the sick. Did you know? <laughs> to cast out demons. To deliver people. God wants to use you to receive revelation from heaven. And also to have experiences with him. For these experiences will take you to a greater level of faith. Every experiences, every experience that I had brought me to a new level of faith in my life. What is lacking in the life of Christians today are experiences with God. Many Christians, they know a lot. They are studying about God. They are reading about God. They are going to internet watching moves about God. But they have no experiences with God. This is what is lacking. This is the reason we are going to see many Christians. They are not having roots in their lives. They are changing from one place to another place. From one church to another church. From one pastor to another pastor. Why? Because oh, they, are, they have no this root in God. They don't know their calling God. And they are changing from one place to another place. Many Christians for nev never having this experience with God. Or never being used by God are frustrated. Full of doubts. 
about God and are doing nothing in the kingdom of God. This is what I can see. Those who have no this experience, they are doing nothing. They are seated in the church and doing nothing. Because experience with him remove all doubts about God and fills our hearts with faith. Amen? Unfortunately, many Christians have heard about God, have studied about God, but have no practical experiences with God. I'm going to give you one example that you are going to understand. How many of you like gardening here? Do you like gardening? How many of you? One, two, some of you. Or, for example, you can study uh, agronomy. Or you can read books about agronomic engineering. My graduation, I am agronomic engineering. I am graduated. I graduated, but as soon as I graduated, I started working. And I worked in a company for 15 years in Brazil, back in Brazil. I was manager in this company, working. And my job was to plant seeds, to plant trees, because I studied and then I started working with, okay? But maybe some people, they are studying about gardening, they are studying about how to plant seeds or to plant something. You know a lot, but you never planted a tree. Or maybe you never planted a tulip bulb. Never. <laughs> but you know, maybe you study, you read. It's the same. You, you go to a book, a recipe, and you read, and you know how to do, but you never go to prepare food. But you know a lot. Many Christians, they know a lot about God. They are teaching others. They say, I have faith. But they have no experiences with God. Yes, so many Christians know much about God from hearing, from hearing, but have no practical experience with God. Pay attention to what I'm going to say now. A theoretical Christianity with no practice in their spiritual life become a stumbling block to many rather than one inspiration. Because many people look to some Christians and say, no, I don't want Jesus. Because they cannot see anything in your life. Maybe your life is the same as everybody. There are Christians who never led anyone to Jesus. Never led anyone or never preached the gospel. Beloved brothers and sisters, I born again 37 years ago. I was a young man, 18 years old. I was a drunk man. My life was totally destroyed. Then I had one encounter with Jesus. From that day, I started talking about Jesus to everybody. I have many friends saved because I started preaching the gospel to them. But it's a shame. Maybe you are in the church for years and you never brought anyone to Jesus. What experience do you have? It's real. Is it real? Christians, they never had the experience of saving a soul. Or never had been using for praying for the sick. When you see someone sick, what do you do? I have one Panadol. Take it. It's not what Jesus said. You can take the Panadol, but first pray for them. My first experience were praying for people. 
And as soon as I, it was just headache, my beloved brother, just headache. The people used to come to church and say, hi, I wasn't pastor in that time. They say, pastor, oh, I have a strong headache, migraine. Can I pray for you? I said, why not? I prayed and suddenly said, wow, wow, I'm healed. No more pain. As soon as I feel, please try. Amen. Try. Jesus said, pray for those who are sick. Christians that have no revelation, no revelation of God when reading the Bible. Do you read the Bible? Do you have a revelation? Jesus said, Jesus replied, Matthew 22, verse 29. Your mistake is that you don't know the scripture. And don't know the power of God. This is your mistake. Some people, they don't know the scripture because they don't read. Or they read the scripture, but they don't know the power of God. Because they have no experience with God. With the power of God. One of them, or both. Some people, they know the scripture. Just they, just they know knowledge. Knowledge. They stood. They have, I know people, they have theology. They, they have master in theology. But what's the changes? How many Christians do not know the scripture or the power of God? We need to know and put the word into practice. Also deepen our relationship and experience with God. Can you say amen? Amen. In, in Genesis chapter 12, we have no time to read it. But Abraham received a word from God to leave his family, his country, and what he did? What he did? He obeyed. <laughs> God said, go to a country, go to a place, I'm going to show you. And he obeyed. And because he obeyed, in Genesis 18, God talks to him through three angels because he obeyed. God talks to him. Let's read Genesis 18, verse 10. Then one of them, one of the angels, said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Or God said to him, go to a place that I'm going to show to you. And he obeyed. He was not lazy. He did something. And what happened? He had one experience with God because he obeyed God. Did you get the point? When you obey God, when you obey God and walk in obedience, God visits you, visit you, and miracles happen in your life. Amen? Experience are often the result of obedience. Can you say with me? Experience are often the result of obedience. Beloved brothers, when God created man, he gave, when in the beginning, God created man, the, uh, Adam and Eve in the beginning, okay? And he gave him two extraordinary privilege, two, to develop one intimate communion with God, right? And to serve his purpose. Amen? Why God created man? For this two privilege, extraordinary privilege. First, to develop communion, fellowship with God. But second, to serve his purpose. Communion and service. Say with me, communion and serves communion and serves beloved brothers all men of God in the Bible all of them men and women of God like Abraham 
Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Noah, Moses, David, they all had one intimate communion with God and accomplished something for God, right? Do you agree with, with me? Do you agree, yes or no? Because, for example, Adam had fellowship with God. Did you remember? God every day used to come in the afternoon to be with Adam. But God said to Adam, multiply and fill the earth. Or communion and service. And also, also God's like Abraham. Abraham had fellowship with God. God spoke to him. By God, by God, God gave him also one job. What was Job's, Abraham's job? I want a nation. You are going to give me a nation. Go to another place because I need a, a nation. The people of Israel, the Jewish people. Also, you are going to see that in the life of uh, Noah. Noah, he found, he found the grace of God. He had communion with God. But also God gave him a job, service. You are going to build one ark. Moses. Moses used to go up into the top mountain. And, and he had fellowship with God. But God said, now you are going to go and you are going to set my people free. Every man of God has to have two things. Fellowship with the Lord and to do something. But today... Many of people, they want the blessing of God. But when God said, do something, no, I can't. I am busy. <laughs> I am busy to serve you. Pay attention to what I'm going to teach you. This is the word of God to your life. The anointing of God is linked to the purpose. God gave you an anointing for you to do something. If you don't do, my beloved brother, you are going to lose what God gave you. Why did God anoint you? Why? We are anointed for the service which God has planned for you to perform on this earth. Can you say amen? amen. Matthew 20, 28. Jesus said, Just as the Son of Man did not come, to be served, but, but, to serve. My beloved brothers, Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of God, he said, Jesus said, I was born to serve. Are you son of God? Are you children of God? And what are you doing? Christian service is the fruit of revelation of the person of Jesus. I'm going to repeat again. Christian service is the fruit of the revelation of the person of Jesus. Because when you have one experience, your life is transformed. You are not going to say, ah, I'm going to live my life. My beloved brother, I, my life was very well in Brazil. As I told you, I was working for three big companies. I was the manager of these companies. My salary in that time was 10,000 euros. And I left my job, everything, to serve the Lord and to preach the gospel. And today I am receiving here some money from Brazil. But it's a little. But I'm, I, I have one calling. And I want to challenge you. God has something bigger for you. But you need to experience more of God. But remember, your obedience to God is going to bring you experiences. Obedience brings experiences. Christian serves the fruit of revelation. 
some people they have no revelation of Jesus or in communion with him pay attention in communion with him we receive revelation of Jesus and the fruit of this revelation compels us to serve God is the fruit carrying out the purpose of the kingdom of God your commitment to the kingdom of God your commitment to prayer meetings today many people say no I don't need to go to prayer meetings I don't need <laughs> your commitment to the, to the Sunday service to your home group in your cell meeting is the result of revelation and the, and the experience that you have with God this is what I see people that have this experience they, are, they have been faithful to the Lord if, if you and I are serving the Lord today Pay attention. If we are here, if we are saved, and we are serving the Lord today, it's thanks to men and women in the past who were selfless enough to give themselves to the service of the kingdom of God. You know why you are here. You know why you are seated listening to me. Because in the past, man and woman of God, they gave their lives to the gospel. They were murdered. They were destroyed in the arena. They gave their lives. We have this book today, we are reading, because their lives were destroyed. How if you read about all the apostles, you are going to see how their lives ended. This book is the result of blood. Of people they gave themselves to serve the Lord. They were not lazy. Are you thankful for that? Are you thankful? And from now on, the story that has yet to be told is the one you write when you finally surrender your life at the altar to serve God. I told you last time, the book of Acts didn't finish. If you read the book of Acts, there is no end. Because it's the act of the apostles. What are you going to write in the next chapter? What are you going to write? When you passed away, when you passed away, life is short. Life is short. When you passed away, what the people are going to tell about you? What people are going to say about yourself? Please don't waste your life. Laziness and lack of commitment to the work of God demonstrates lack of revelation and experience with the Lord. Paul said, Acts 26 verse 19. Let's read all together. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I wasn't disobedient. The apostle Paul had a vision. He had one experience with God. And his obedience was his response to the experience that he had. He had one, one vision and said, and he responded with obedience. One day Jesus comes to the apostle Peter and asks 
if Peter loved him. Did you remember? Did you remember? I, I, I need to read John 21 from 15 to 17. That says, after breakfast, <laughs> after finish, they eat a nice meal together, Jesus and his disciples. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord. Peter re replied, you know, I love you. What Jesus said then? Feed my lambs. Do something. Jesus told him. Jesus, Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Peter said, you know I love you. What Jesus said to him? Then, take care of my sheep. <laughs> and Jesus said, a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Jesus said, then, feed my sheep. My beloved brothers, Jesus questioned whether Peter really loved him. It's the same if your wife go to you and say, do you really love me? You're going to say, yes. I kiss you every day. I have sex with you. She's going to look at you and when I say, this is sorry, this is not love. But when you see that your wife is in trouble, a lot of dishes to wash, and you go to the sink and you wash the dishes, she will understand that he loves you. Yes or no? Yes. yes. The woman say yes. <laughs> if I say to my wife, my, Fabiana, I love you. Huh? Because I kiss you. Because I say that I love you. She's going to question me. But sometimes I show to her my love. Do you know what? Doing what? Cleaning the house. In the night, she comes to me and says, wow, you love me. <laughs> yes, this is true. And also sometimes love, it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive because you love. Sometimes I say, oh, this Christmas, oh, I had to spend some money. Why? I love her. <laughs> but sorry, if you love God, and it's just words. Forget about it. You don't love God. The Bible says, you, you love me when you obey me. Jesus was saying, if you love me, indeed, you will serve me. Or feed my sheep. Or if you love me, invest your life. Where are you investing your life? Where? Ah, I am, I am uh, saving money. I want to buy uh, something. I want to have a nice car, a nice house. Ah, okay. And what we are going to do with your house, your car, your stuff after your death? <laughs> Jesus one day said to a man, Oh, I have everything. I have money. I have a building. Uh, many things. Jesus looked at him and said, You are crazy, man. What do you have? It's for whom? Because tonight we are going to die. <laughs> if you love him, invest your life, your time in people. Pay attention. If you love Jesus, invest your life in people. Invest your time in discipling people. Invest your time to make your cell group to grow. Because people needs something that's going to help them go, like Jesus said, feed my sheep. Take care of people. 
help to advance the kingdom of God. Jesus said, the Son of God is not here on this earth to be served, but to serve. Jesus is our example. The one who doesn't live to, for service doesn't fully live. The one who doesn't live for service doesn't fully live. Today our Lord Jesus is asking you. Jesus is asking you today. Do you love me? What are you going to answer to Jesus? Do you love me? But what are you doing? It's just words of love. Our fellowship, obedience, and service in the kingdom of God reveals how much we love him. Don't say to me that you love him if you don't are investing in people. Don't say to me. Jesus said, the way that we say that we love him, if we are taking care of people, if you love people, if you help, <laughs> help people. It's one honor and a great privilege to be in close communion with the Lord and to serve his purpose. Amen? My personal experience with the Lord has given me reason to live. And I have dedicated my life to fulfilling the will of God. And I want to clarify now a few points about experiences with God. I'm going to tell some experiences now, but I need to clarify some points. First, we don't need to seek experience with God. What did I say? We don't need to seek it. Oh, I want to have experience with God. No, 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 no. You don't need that. I, myself, Pastor Marcio, never went after experiences. Never. I, I born again. I had a commitment to God. I wanted, in that time, I wanted to serve God. I wanted to consecrate myself. And this was my desire. Not to have experience with God. My desire is to give myself. Because of my love for Jesus. I didn't miss a single church meeting. Did you know? When I born again, my beloved brothers, I didn't miss a single church meeting. I was so thirsty. I said, I need more. I want more. I went to every church meeting. I didn't miss prayer meetings. All prayer meetings, I was there. All prayer meetings. I didn't miss cell meetings. Every, every cell meetings, I was there. Just if I was not able to, if I was working, but wow, I was there. I participate in street evangelism, preaching the gospel on the streets. Also, I listened to my leaders. I obeyed my pastors in love. And my desire was to live in obedience, surrender, and service for God. This was my heart. I want just to serve God. When I was in the church, I was not fighting against my leaders and say how to do things. Never did that. If the people say, Marshall, do that. Yes, I am here to serve. Jesus said, I am here to serve, not to be served. My beloved God, some people, their life are destroyed because they don't learn this principle. You need to be servant. And the servant are not there to say how to do things. The servant is there to do what? To say, yes, you can count on me. Can you say amen? amen. Yes. This is the big problem of many people. <laughs> they come to church and they start saying, no, no, you have to do that in this way. Do that. Sorry. With this desire to obey God, with this desire just to obey God, Walking under the authority of my pastors, always, always I walked under the authority of my pastors, always. 
Then I began to live through experience with God. I never sought God to have experience. My desire is to serve God and to give myself to Him. Amen? Second point. Believe with all your heart. When I born again, my beloved brothers, I believed in God with all my heart. At the beginning of my life with God, even though I was new to the faith, I was new, being flawed or weak, having several areas of my life that I was struggling with. I was not perfect. I was not perfect. I was struggling in some areas. I never doubted about God. Never. We need to believe what the Bible says. You need to, you need to believe what it is written here. Today the world, schools, internet, TV, has generated a generation of believers who do not believe in the power of God. Because today, the people don't believe in the power of God. They are not prepared to receive things from God. The less we believe, the less we receive from God. Okay? What did I say? The less we believe, the less we receive from God. John 4, 11, 40 said, Jesus said, let's read all together. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. What do you need? If you believe, you will see. Jesus said. Also, Matthew 13, 58. Let's all together. And Jesus did not perform many miracles there. Why? And because of their unbelief. The people there, they didn't believe. They had full of unbelief. And because of that, they didn't see the power of God. They didn't see miracles. They didn't have experience. Our unbelief prevents God from acting in men. And many do not have experience with God because they are unbelievers. This is the point. They are unbelievers. Third, after this point, I think you are not going to, you are going to say, I don't want experience with God anymore. <laughs> After this point. <laughs> experience with God comes. <laughs> experience with God comes in difficult times. Pay attention, beloved brother. Experience are the result of how we face or react to struggles and hardship. <laughs> the vast majority of the experience I had with God were during the most hard times of my life. Yes. They were time of struggles. When I had this experience that normally I say to you, it was time of struggles, difficulties, need, time of suffering, time of temptation, time of trials and persecution. For example, maybe you have heard, but I had one experience years ago. The experience I have I had of hearing God out loud. God spoke to me. I have no my mobile here, but if I had one mobile that could record in that time, I could record because God spoke to me out loud, not in my heart. Normally God speaks in my heart. I don't listen every day, okay? But in that time, the first time God spoke to me out loud. But maybe you are going to say, yes, pastor, I would like to have this experience. Be careful. Be careful. Don't say that. <laughs> At that time, my beloved brothers, I was serving God. I was trying to be faithful and obedient to him. I was doing everything, going to all the meetings, prayer meetings, 
oh, I was, I was fasting, I was seeking the Lord, I was with my heart full of faith, but I was struggling, I was an unemployed, and the doors had been closed for months. I was faithful to God, and all the doors closed. No money. Until the point I was married to Fabiana, it was in the beginning of my marriage, all the food gone. One day Fabiana told me, no more food today to eat. This was in the beginning of my marriage, okay? Oh, it was hard to listen. But in that day, we prayed after we eat the last food that we had. We prayed, myself and Fabiana. It was around 12. And suddenly, I, 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 I listened some claps because I didn't have bell in my house. Someone clapped. I went there. It was near 12. And then, in the evening, of course, the night. And then, I listened, I said, who is there? Someone said, God sent me to come here to give you this. <sighs> then it was a big quantity of money. He put in my hands and ran away. I didn't have time to say thank you or nothing. I said, when I went, I said, What's that? I didn't speak to anyone about, I didn't have food in my house. Just God knew. I said, wow, with that money, I paid three months of renting. That was late. I bought food. I filled my house with food. I bought everything I needed. I paid all my electricity. I said, Lord, wow. And but in this time, that when I was struggling, in, this, in my struggle, I remained faithful to God. I continued attending to pray meetings, Sunday service to my cell meeting. And one day, when I, sp when I spoke, God speaking to me out loud, I'm going to say to you what God spoke to me in that day. Because I was faithful to God, I was not understand why I was going to that circumstance. And God said to me, I was praying to us maybe one o'clock in the morning. And I was praying because of that circumstance. And God said to me, Marcio, you have been tested and approved. He told me that day that he was opening the doors for a new job and that he would take me to another city and to prepare me to serve me in another nation. <laughs> this was the first time I listened to God. And when God spoke to me, it was Friday, around 1 a.m. In the next day, at 8 a.m., I, I got called, I, a phone call, and I got called for a new job and to move to another city. <laughs> Just coincidence, right? <laughs> what about you? What is your attitude when you are going through struggles? What is your attitude when difficult comes into your life? What is your attitude when people try to correct you and say, you are not, you are not right, you are wrong. What is your attitude? You say, okay, I'm going to listen to you, or you run away. What is your attitude when you are being tested by God? What is your attitude? 
Do you start complaining about situation? Say, oh, I am praying, I am fasting, I am seeking God, and God's not opening the door? Or do you remain faithful to God? Or do you stop seeking the Lord? Some people stop coming to church <laughs> because they are in trouble. <laughs> because they are going through some difficulties. Ah, no, I'm not going to go. <laughs> do you stop tithing or giving because you have no money or little money? <laughs> when I was struggling, I kept faithful to God in what I had. Do you give up of your calling and serves in the kingdom of God because you are struggling? Experience with God are the fruit of suffering and challenges. Amen? Experience with God are fruit of suffering and, and challenges. If you want to be used by God, you need to be treated and you need to be tested. Look at me. Would you like to be used by God? God's going to test your heart. God's going to test your heart. Through your leaders, through your pastor, God's going to test you. Pay attention. When you are tested, listen to me what I'm going to say to you. Could you... Okay, maybe... It, when you are tested, you manifest what you have in your heart. Okay? I'm going to repeat again. When you are tested, you manifest what you have in your heart. Always. When God tests you, you are going to show what you have in your heart. This is the point. Every time when I confront people, they show what they have inside of their heart. This is the point. Do you remember uh, Job's experience? Do you remember about Job, the patient man <laughs> that had a patient, uh, had a lot of patience? He had one experience with God after great suffering, and God allowed this suffering. Right? Did you remember that God allowed Job's suffering? But Job, at the end of the book, Job 42, verse 5, Job, Job said, let's all together read, please. I had only heard about you before, but now, after the experience of suffering, now... I have seen you with my own eyes. Whoa, glory to God. <laughs> Most of people do not have experience with God because they are reproved, reproved in the middle of the experience. Many people start complaining, murmuring. They stop coming to church. They become weak in faith. They stop seeking God or become unbelieving. Remember about Israel, the people of Israel. They had to stay 40 years in the wilderness. Why? Why? <laughs> because of their hearts. It's not, it was not plan of God. Because of their hearts, they had to stay there. They were, were always murmuring. A few years ago, I had another experience. I'm going to share with you. Maybe you have listened. And I, but I'm going to show you that you are going to have experience with God in the middle of the tribulation. <laughs> and a few years ago, I was here in Ireland, in Monaghan, living here. I had one experience of seeing one angel. One angel of God came and visited me. But... You know the story, I'm not going to go into it, but in that time, I was in the midst of a great storm, suffering and anguished. I was sent as a missionary to Ireland. I was here for three years in that time, or four years. 
And I received one letter from the government. They had denied my visa request to remain in the country and demanded me to leave the country in 120 days. Can you imagine? I was sent to this place. God gave me a word to come. I was doing everything right, but then when I was to renew my visa, they sent me a letter. Denied, and you have 120 days to leave the country. What do you do? <laughs> then, what did I do? <laughs> I went to my living room that there is one big door to my backyard. I kneeled on the floor and I started worshiping the Lord. I started saying, God, you know why I am here. You know, you send me to this country, to this place to do something. Not just to serve, to love you, but to serve you, to work, to do something for you. But now I have this letter saying that I have to leave the country. Beloved brother, it was tough. It was so hard. But then when I was with my two hands towards God crying and saying, God, I need to listen to your voice again. I need you. Suddenly, one angel came. He stood up in front of me outside. He was like three meters high, too bright. And then he didn't say a word to me. The only thing, he took two red passports and showed me. And he smiled at me and say, said bye. And when I saw that two red passports, I understood all the message. The government said that you have to live. But the Lord is saying, you are going to stay and I'm going to give you these two passports for myself and my wife. And to make this story short, after a few months, the law of Ireland changed. And because the law of Ireland changed, I could reapply it. And after I reapplied, they accepted. And then I received my citizenship. But it was hard for me. It's not easy. A, genu a genuine experience produced by the Holy Spirit will reveal Christ in your life. It will fight sin. It will make you more humble and more obedient and more faithful. Experience with the Holy Spirit will lead you to love Jesus and to love people. Experience with God will help you to find a reason to live, not a reason to live, but a reason to die. <laughs> For me, to live is Christ. To die is gain, is better. <laughs> Would you like to have a happy life? Stop living for yourself. Live for God. I can guarantee you, God will visit you. You are going to have experience with God. He says, yes, Lord. <laughs> stop complaining. Please stop being lazy. Most of Christians, they are lazy. It's hard to come to... To the church just once. Just Sunday. Some people don't go to other meetings. This is the reason, my beloved brothers. This is the reason. Just the theory. They know about God. They have no experiences. And I want to end this word asking you the same thing that Jesus said to Peter. Do you love me? Jesus is asking you right now, after you finish this word, listen to this word. Jesus is asking you, do you love me? Do you love him? 
feed my sheep, love people, serve people. Go where the people are together to help to make the kingdom grow. Don't be lazy because it is when you keep faithful to the Lord and also be humble. Don't say what people have to do. Just be served. Jesus said, I am the, the son of God and I came not to be served, but to serve. How can I help you? How can I help the church? How can I help the kingdom of God? How can I serve God? Remember, Christian service is the fruit of the revelation of the person of Jesus Christ. Let's stand up, please. What, listen to me, please. What will you write about your life? What do you people say about you after your death? What people will say about you? Are you investing in people? As Jesus said, feed my sheep. Some people, they moved from this town and no one missed them because they didn't do anything here. This is so sad. We have only one life. We have only one life. And soon it will pass. But what we, are, we do for God will remain eternally. You have just one life. Soon you pass. But what you are doing? Where are you investing your life? Close your eyes, please, if you can. With your eyes closed from this life you can only bring one thing to heaven people that's why Jesus said do you love me invest in people because the only thing that you will enter in heaven is people your money your house, your car, <laughs> others will use it. But if you invest in people, you are going to bring people to heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are not here on this earth just to make money, to buy goods, to raise children, and to live for yourself. There is something much bigger. That is your relationship with the Lord and our service to the kingdom of God. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters. I pray for all of them that are here today in this building. I pray for all my brothers and sisters that are listening to me through the internet, on YouTube. I pray for their lives. Father, help each one of them, Father, to live for this big purpose, Lord, for this calling. Father, today so many people, Lord, they are so lazy to seek you, Lord. And you have said, call on me and I will answer you, Lord. I will tell you great and hidden things which you do not know, said the Lord. We need to repent. Please, my beloved brothers, I want to call you to repentance. You, you need to say right now, sorry to the Lord. You need to say, Lord, I am sorry. We need to get closer to God, to come to God. Because he, he will come to you. We need to humble ourselves to cry, to repent from our sin, from our laziness to serve the Lord. Your commitment to the kingdom of God is the result of the revelation and the experience that you have with Him. Repent right now. Dear Lord, we repent from our sins, Father. 
Father, we have been so selfish, Lord. As your church, I am praying. Your people has been so selfish. And we repent from our sins, Lord. We ask you, please forgive us. Forgive us for our unbelief, Lord. For not to believe in you as a powerful God, Lord. Lord, help us to be strong when we are going through difficult circumstances, Lord. Lord, I pray that everyone can be humble enough just to say that they trust you. And they can receive also advices, Lord, with good heart. Help each one of them, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray. We want more of you. We want more of your presence. Say to him, Lord, I want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of your presence. I want more of your glory. I believe and I will see your glory. In Jesus' name I pray and I thank you. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you, speak to you, and from now on you can have many experiences with God. Amen? Amen. Let's give God a, a big hand of praise and worship Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. He deserves all the glory and the honor. Lord bless you and see you next week in Jesus' name.